It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago. Chicago's new home for Wagertainment. 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles on Twitter at BetQL Daily and also streaming on the Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. And it's always time for football. Horvy's been like, let's talk some college football. Let's talk some college football. But since we are a sports betting show, and even though uh, we've got the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball every single day, all this stuff going on, the drama with the NFL per usual, um, now we've got college football win totals. We've got reasons to talk about some of these title odds and Heisman Trophy odds. So we bring in Adam Rittenberg. At ESPN, Rittenberg, senior college football writer for ESPN. No such thing as an offseason anymore, right, Adam? No, no, definitely not. Um, it's a little – usually June is like the lightest month, but with the recruiting calendar changing and you know, all these coaches are going to be out on the road again beginning June 1st with camps either on campuses or elsewhere, it is uh, going to be one of the more busier months. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely becoming more of a year-round sport. Well, you know – just backing that up a little bit, I was a little curious. You've been doing this a long time, one of the best in the business at it. Uh, I was curious how much your job has changed in recent seasons. Obviously, the pandemic through made it difficult for everyone, players, coaches, media. But um, just the, the amount of transfers that we see now, how much has the college football landscape changed and how, how much has it uh, changed your job? Well, it's become more transactional, like the pro sports. Um, you know, I, I covered the coaching carousel. I've done that for years, and that's always been part of it. But now you have you know, a much more fluid player movement situation with the transfer portal and now the one-time transfer exemption that's uh, been granted, which we knew was coming, but now is a reality. You know, it, there, there's just a, a lot to you know, kind of pay attention to, you know, which could impact seasons. They could impact programs. And so that's now part of it is that, you know, towards the end of the regular season, there's going to be a rush of transfers. And there's going to be another rush of transfers usually after the recruiting cycle in, in, in February. And then even now, as the academic years are wrapping up uh, and spring football is over, you know, people are transferring to position themselves for the for the fall season. So. You know, it's definitely, uh, you know, created more interest year-round, although, you know, it's not like, you know, trades in the NFL, but but some of these moves, I mean, Henry Toto going from Tennessee to Alabama, not like Alabama needs more help, but he, he's a major uh, impact player for them on defense. And so, you know, th- th- those are things that are, are notable around the sport. Adam, it's uh, obviously very early, but looking at points bet right now, even though Alabama lost a bunch, including you know their starting quarterback, Mac Jones, and all of his weapons, they're still the favorites uh, as far as the outrights to win the NCAA college football national championship. They're three to one right now. Clemson's plus 350, Ohio State plus 550. If you had to make a bet today, you know, it's very early and it's college football, but who, who do you think is going to be, uh, who do you like next year? Well, I, you know, it's hard not to go against Alabama. I, I, I have my real concerns about Ohio State. Not so, not so much uh, their offense, which will always be very good under Ryan Day, but the way they defended last year, I thought they took a pretty big step backward from 2019 to 2020, and I look at their personnel, and while there's still some talent there, you know, they lose a lot at linebacker. Or do they have a dominant defensive end? They were missing that last year with Chase Young. And then in the back end, I think there's some question marks. I, I do like Clemson. Uh, I think 
their defense is going to be you know, maybe the best in the country. I'm really excited to see that Clemson-Georgia game early on. I think the winner of that game will be in, in great position to, to make a run, and even the loser could be. But those are two teams that, at least from a recruiting standpoint, have, have done the best on the defensive side of the ball. And then, uh, you know, on offense, I saw the backup quarterback, as I'm sure you guys did, uh, against uh, against Notre Dame last year, and he was outstanding. And now he'll be the starter with Trevor Lawrence moving on. And and so I, I, I you know I guess my lean would be Clemson, but um, but you know you could certainly you wouldn't go wrong with an Alabama or a Georgia. Oklahoma is a really interesting team too because they bring back their quarterback, unlike most of the contenders do. And they took a big step forward, I thought, towards the end of last season on the defensive side, which has clearly held them back once they've gotten to the playoffs. Yeah, another team that I guess you could consider a contender. I'm not buying into them. I never do because they don't really play a whole lot of defense. They give up a bunch of points. They score a bunch. I love Lincoln Riley, but Oklahoma's eight to one uh, as far as an outright. Do you buy more into Oklahoma this season or Spencer Rattler, who right now uh, is the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy as he comes back? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the direction at Oklahoma, and I and I share the skepticism because we've seen what's happened to them when they get onto that playoff stage. But I, I think Alex Grinch is one of the, the better defensive coordinators in the country. I think he feels like the, the, the personnel that they have on that side of the ball is starting to improve. And it's not like Oklahoma doesn't have tradition on defense. They just haven't had a lot of recent tradition. So I, I think that they, they have a chance, uh, you know, understanding that you, you, know, you don't have to be a top five defense, but you can't be a top 75 defense to win a national championship. It just, doesn't, it just isn't realistic. So they need to get into that top 20 top 15 ideally on the defensive side and then you know what they're going to deliver from an offensive standpoint you know, rattler certainly one of those quarterbacks who's going to be in the conversation i think sam howell at uh, north carolina will be in that mix but you know, the way it's going you know bryce young from alabama will probably be in that mix or you know cj stroud whoever wins the quarterback competition at ohio state probably will be in that mix keaton slovis at usc so there's, there's quite a few options uh, other than rattler although i certainly understand why he's uh, at or near the top of those preseason Heisman odds. Uh, with ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, this is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily. Uh, let's go back to the Heisman a little bit. Um, and I kind of chuckle as I hear you bring up Sam Howell. You know, we, we follow what the Bears are doing closely. And I, as, as you say Howell, I'm thinking, Adam, thank God that um, the Bears got Justin Fields and it kind of fell to them in the draft because – it was looking like, okay, maybe Dalton's going to be your QB1. Don't know if he was going to play the entire year, but then the Bears are going to have a very high draft pick. And then if that's the case, in my mind, it already played out. Bears take another quarterback from North Carolina. His name's Sam Howell. I'll sh I'm sure he'll be a fine pro, but I don't know uh, that us residing in Chicago would have been able to handle that. I know I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I don't, think Ryan Pace, I don't think Ryan Pace would have been the one making that pick either. But uh, the bottom line is they got the quarterback that I think a lot of us think can really elevate the franchise finally. Um, I was certainly fired up, uh, you know, when, when Justin was, you know, not getting taken in that top 10 and, and then the Bears, you know, made their move. And I, I think he's a guy that, um, you know, if, if he doesn't succeed, then I think it's very clear that Matt Nagy's not who we thought he was uh, because I think he's got a guy now who can really work his, his offense and, and do all the types of things that, that, uh, that, that Nagy needs a quarterback to do. So um, I'm really excited uh, being here in Chicago. You know, obviously followed Justin's career very closely, more so the last two years at Ohio State, but even as a recruit and coming into Georgia out of high school, um, I just think he, is, uh, he, can, he, can, he can make every throw. He's a tremendous athlete. 
Um, really, again, I said this to a lot of people. I think we've talked about it too, Joe. You take mm-hmm. Joe Burrow out of the mix in 2019, and you just show me Justin Fields' numbers, and I say that's the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he just happened to have an incredible season in the same year that somebody had maybe the best quarterback season of all time and in, at in the college level. So, you know, that, that, that's something to keep in mind. I know there were some concerns about the, uh, you know, a couple of inconsistent performances last year, but let's not forget what he did in 2019 uh, as a first year starter at Ohio state. And you know, hopefully he'll, he'll deliver uh, a similar type of performance whenever he gets that chance uh, here with the, with the bears. Is there a quarterback flying under the radar that you are very excited about the offense that they're going to be entering. If they just get the opportunity, if things fall right, maybe at some point they could enter the Heisman Trophy conversation. Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see who wins the quarterback competition at Texas because I think Steve Sarkeesian, as he showed the last few years at Alabama, is still one of the nation's best quarterback developers. Um, and so, you know, is it going to be Casey Thompson who, you know, performed really well in the Alamo Bowl when, when we thought Tom Herman was going to be sticking around? Or is it going to be Hudson Card, who a lot of people think is the future uh, at quarterback for the Longhorns, you know, as a young player, but a very talented young player uh, now under Steve Sarkeesian's wing? Uh, that's going to be interesting. Another guy that we should definitely talk about, speaking of Sark, you have to, you have to, you, you always have to include Lane Kiffin when you talk about Steve Sarkeesian. They were, they were kind of <laughs> running buddies together at USC. And Lane has a quarterback in Matt Corral, who's obviously played a lot more, uh, but he, he's got explosive ability. I don't know how good Ole Miss will be as a team, but I think they're going to be a fun team to watch because they're going to score a ton of points. I mean, Matt Corral, his numbers last year, I don't have them up in front of me, but you know, almost all of his interceptions, and he had a lot of them, but they were, they were basically two games where he threw a ton of interceptions. And the rest of the, the, the season, he put up huge numbers. And so if he can take those bad games out of his uh, profile and then continue to deliver the, the big play, which you know he'll have an opportunity in Lane Kiffin's offense, even though Ole Miss I don't think is going to be a, a real contender in the SEC West, which is obviously part of it, I think he's a guy that you could look out for. Adam, I always like to find uh, kind of some long shots to play before the college football season. I mean, I would have loved to have Joe Burrow when he won the Heisman um, when everybody was playing Tua. What are your thoughts? I want to get your thoughts really quick on Brock Purdy from Iowa State, who is 24-1, and then just Iowa State as a team. I'm kind of buying into him. I don't know about winning the national championship, but 25-1 to is a nice price. Uh, I'm a big fan of Matt Campbell and his program. Yeah, it's hard not to be. Matt's done a terrific job, and they are one of the truly interesting teams. I mean, the, the playoff, and it's you know, rightfully so. The criticism is it's always the same teams. Well, this year there's a, a very real chance that, that that a team that none of us ever thought could make the college football playoff you know, could could do so, and that's Iowa State. Um, they're they're that good. Uh, and now they have to get past Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. They weren't able to do that last year, but they've also beaten Oklahoma multiple times in the regular season under Matt Campbell. So you know they're not going to be intimidated, even though that game is in Norman. As far as Brock Purdy, the concern I have, and this has happened before in college football, is when you have two Heisman Trophy contenders on the same team, they often cancel each other out. And so I think, you know, Brock's certainly the number one guy, but you have Brees Hall, who, who was terrific as a, as a first-year running back last year. I think he led, led the country in, in, in rushing yards or was up there in the top three. Um, you know, he's a guy that's also going to get attention. And normally when that happens, um, you know, one, you know, n- neither candidate really gets any traction for the Heisman. But the, the thing that they have going for them is, especially a program like that, you're not going to win a Heisman at Iowa State unless your team is playing for something meaningful. And they have a great chance because of how good they are 
to 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 be a team that that everyone's paying attention to, you know, November into December when when the voting takes place. Yeah, and that leads me to uh, my next question, Adam. Adam, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN here on BQL Daily. So when we were talking about uh, potential title winners, we addressed five teams. And the odds would suggest that there are five teams that have a legit shot. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma. And over at PointsBet, after Georgia and Oklahoma at 8-1, to one, there's the drop-off to the aforementioned Iowa State Cyclones at 25 to 1, Texas AM 25, LSU at 30. Um, outside of those top five, is uh is there another team that uh, you think can make the playoff? Well, I think Texas AM is interesting because they're trending in that direction. I mean, they weren't far away last year. They just had the one blemish against Alabama. Oh, the, the, the challenge for them, just as it is for LSU, is you have to get past Alabama. And that's what's been hard for Jimbo Fisher so far in, in his career at A&M. Now they get Alabama at Kyle Field. Uh, it's going to be one of the games of the year. You can already mark that down. And if A&M can replace you know, its own quarterback, Kellen Mond, who was a four-year starter, uh, as well as some other you know, really good players, I think they're going to have an opportunity. They've recruited really well. You know, Jimbo is one of the best in the country as far as developing quarterbacks. Uh, so you know, whoever wins that job is going to be another guy that you need to pay attention to. I think their defense is definitely uh, moving in, in a potentially elite level under Mike Elko. So, so that, that, that's an interesting uh, team for me. Uh, you know, again, Iowa State, I wouldn't count them out, but they have Iowa uh, early in the year. Iowa has had their number. Uh, Matt Campbell has yet to beat Kirk Ferentz, even though that game this year is, is in Ames. Uh, and then, you know, they'll obviously have the Big 12 schedule with a game at Oklahoma. So it's going to be tough uh, for Iowa State. But uh, A&M is, is, is very interesting. And then will there be a, a challenger out of the Pac-12? You know, in talking to some of the coaches at Oregon this spring, they are very bullish on their team because they've recruited well now for a few years, and they feel like like they can take a step forward. You know, they've won the Pac-12 each of the last two seasons. They 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 have some signature opportunities to impress, and you know maybe it's Oregon, maybe it's USC. I mean, it'll be a very interesting league as always out west. Senior college football writer for ESPN, Adam Rittenberg at ESPN Rittenberg. Adam, appreciate the time. It felt good to talk some college football. Yeah, same here, guys. Appreciate you for having me on. Thanks. Thank you so much. How's that for you, Horvey? Oh, I loved it, man. Notre Dame, one, <laughs> Joe. Why, you're I, it was striking. Just I know the state of the program to see Michigan at eighty to one. It's like, whoa, Michigan eighty to one. Michigan Lightning one to win the Big Ten. Lightning bets are next on the BetQL Audio Network. <laughs> 